Welcome, everybody, to WMD, Weapons of Mass Disruption. We live in a VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous, where the only constant is change, complexity is growing, and all the ambiguity this creates is making us feel anxious and uncertain. I'm Dr. Tamara Schwartz from iq for You, and this is a new podcast exploring the way the world is being disrupted over and over again where these risks that we've previously categorized as unknown unknowns have become commonplace. Everywhere we turn, Mount VUCA is in various stages of volcanic eruption. And so during this podcast, we're going to introduce the idea of how globalization, technology, business, ethics, and social change intersect and create this chaotic VUCA world that we are having to learn to live with. We'll be right back after this message. Brought to you by CyberCon IQ, a patent-pending cybersecurity awareness learning platform that is based on behavioral science. CyberCon IQ understands that every individual's learning journey is different. So why should everyone receive the same training program? At the heart of the CyberCon IQ solution is a personal style assessment. By first understanding the workplace persona of each individual in an organization, CyberCon IQ then delivers a personally curated cybersecurity education that teaches employees to recognize the cyber threats they are most susceptible to. Visit CyberConIQ.com for more information on this revolutionary learning platform. Welcome back, everybody, to WMD. I'm Dr. Tamara Schwartz. If you followed me over here from iq for You, welcome back. I'm a professor at the college, uh, York College of Pennsylvania. I am a professor of cybersecurity, technology, business administration. I'm also a retired military officer. So my background is a combination of practical experience in the world of, of military politics, global security, acquisition technology. I worked on the stand-up of U.S. Cyber Command. I worked on numerous intelligence programs. I've worked in information warfare campaigns. I've been stationed in Europe, in the Middle East, and, uh, and the United States. And I've had sort of a broad range of experience because of my military background. And I've recently begun at the York College of Pennsylvania, and we are building a cybersecurity program there. Uh, We're in our third year. We just uh, graduated our second year of graduates. And um, our program's a little bit unique because we look at cybersecurity from a strategic perspective. And so this show is going to rely on that strategic perspective, that that look at complex systems and how how they help us function in organizations, how they make a day in our lives both easier and more confusing sometimes, right? Um, technology is largely responsible for the acceleration of, of this VUCA phenomenon, the volatility, the change. Of course, change is constant, right? We say the only constant is change. But the speed of that change, the acceleration of that change is largely induced by the speed of technological growth. That speed of technological growth has also magnified the complexity. So when you look at technology networks and you look at logistics networks, transportation networks, 
the complexity of of the world. Those two factors have driven globalization. They've driven us closer. And and you can look historically as technology grows, as transportation networks grow, that has brought us closer. It's made the world smaller and smaller. And that's this whole globalization phenomenon. And that means that when the complex system gets bigger, more things can impact what happens. You know, this is the whole concept of the butterfly effect. Um, but when things change that fast, when they change faster than we in our social structures can keep up with, that can really stress us out because we don't know what's coming. When things are changing faster than we can anticipate, when things are getting so complex we can't understand how what happens in the music department impacts what happens in the HR department in an organization like a church, we feel uncertain. We, we see this ambiguity. The ambiguity makes it hard for us to see what's going on. And this is where my military background, right? We, we talk about fog and friction when we go to war. Fog and friction. It's, that, it's all that ambiguity of a complex set of forces that one thing changes and it impacts everything else. For example, the hack on the colonial pipeline affecting the price of gas, gasoline and then the price of gasoline affecting the, the cost of shipping and the cost of shipping affecting what can get moved from point A to point B and suddenly milk costs more money. This kind of complexity, the more complex things get, the more ambiguity is created when things change faster than we can figure out what the cascading effects are. And all that ambiguity makes us feel uncertain. And this is very, very stressful. But here's the good news. With all of this change, with all of this ambiguity, there's a ton of opportunity out there. The problem is that opportunities usually come disguised as really difficult problems. And so during this show, we're going to explore disruption that in the many forms that it comes in. Obviously, I've been talking about technology. Technology is one of the biggest disruptive forms from how Uber disrupted the taxi cab service to the way Airbnb disrupted hotels, um, the way Facebook disrupted how we get our news. Those are technological impacts. But there are lots of other forms of economic disruption. Um, I mentioned the, uh, the hack on the colonial pipeline. We can say that's a technological disruption. But let's talk about the Suez Canal. When the ship got trapped in the Suez Canal and suddenly the transportation networks all over the, country, all over the world were disrupted and that changed things. Or how climate the way climate changes. Right now we're talking about the drought out in the West, and it's not just about the absence of water related to farming. There's the impact of fires. Fires are something that they're accustomed to, but they're coming earlier and earlier because of the drought. Um, social factors, as we begin to look at how policing in this country is under attack, how Black Lives Matter is out there in the public sphere. And people are beginning to understand that that too is a very complex problem. And to try and solve it is not easy. 
It's not easy. These problems are really, really hard to solve, but they present tremendous opportunity for us to do really great things. And so we're going to look at disruption. We're going to look at disruptions of the past to see what lessons we can draw for the present, for the future as it comes towards us. And so we can begin to differentiate between opportunities and threats, begin to think about how we can become comfortable being uncomfortable. That's one of the things that is most important in dealing with this VUCA world that we live in. It's the need to say, it's okay that I'm uncomfortable. That's something that we don't spend a lot of time thinking about. Cognitive dissonance, when, when we've, we're trying to hold two opposing views in our head, when we're trying to hold the, 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 the views of policing is, is important and necessary, and those are public servants, and Black Lives Matter, and we know that both, things that, both of those things are true. So how do we reconcile those when we know sometimes they come into conflict with one another? And that cognitive dissonance, we want to do backflips trying to explain to ourselves how, how to make it fit in our head without causing us tremendous psychological exhaustion. But we need to get comfortable with that because there are so many big, complicated, complex problems out there that do create cognitive dissonance for us. And the only way we can solve those, the only way we can work through those is by getting comfortable being uncomfortable. So technology is often going to be a topic of conversation because it is usually a disruption or it is a response to disruption. Technology is both a disruptor and a response to disruption. And we see that. I talk about the fact that we are becoming cyborg Technology has become an extension of us, and we'll talk about this in many episodes. We don't just have a phone in our pocket as a tool. The phone is actually an extension of our virtual selves. Um, to choose to choose some words from Star Trek, resistance was futile. We have been assimilated, and we weren't even paying attention when it happened. Technology has all these great opportunities for us, but it also comes with this fine print. Have I got a deal for you? But, and then we get the over-talking really super fast about the fact that these tools we've purchased to make ourselves faster, cheaper, more productive, they can be accessed by anybody who knows how to get there. So those tools that we buy for ourselves, believing they are just for us, can be used by anybody who knows how to get to those tools. So for example, if I have an Apple Watch and I'm out for a jog and I jog the same path all the time and I'm using that data to stay on my health and fitness program, we discovered in the military we had to have our our military members take those watches off, their Fitbits and their Apple Watches off when they were deployed because that data was available to anyone who wanted to access it and track patterns of life of military people who were in deployed locations. And suddenly, that tool that that individual thought was nothing more than a fitness device for them became a surveillance device for a rival and enemy. And this is a perspective that we have 
not adopted yet. We're moving that direction. People are beginning to understand that these tools are not just for them when they purchase them. But it's, this is a significant social cultural shift. And so how we deal with that, how we address issues of privacy. There's a great book that we had to read in my church. I'm on, I'm on my church session. That's another place that I, I get involved in, in the social changes in the world that are ongoing. Um, we read this book called Canoeing the Mountains by a person called uh, named Todd Bolsinger. And in this book, they talk about leading in a VUCA world. They do this analogy of, of what the world is like with all this constant change. Lewis and Clark is the analogy they use. And Lewis and Clark, when they headed out on their expedition, they were expecting to be able to canoe across the rivers to get all the way to the Pacific Ocean from the East Coast. And suddenly they found themselves in the Rocky Mountains. So here they were, they had their canoes, they had their paddles, they were all set to go canoeing through the rivers to get to the Pacific Ocean. And instead, they were in the mountains. And they were not equipped to be mountain climbing. And this is what, I talk, what I'm talking about when I talk about Mount Vuka. Mount Vuka is this place that is not what we expect. It's we're going off the map. We had a map. We thought we knew where we were going. And now suddenly... We don't have a map anymore. All of our expectations, all of our understandings are challenged by the environment in which we find ourselves. And so when I, every time I hear, hear something about the Canoeing the Mountains book and we think about it, I, I think about this, uh, this song from Guys and Dolls, the musical Guys and Dolls, and the people all said, sit down, sit down, you're rocking the boat. And the people all said, sit down, sit down, you're rocking the boat. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, you're rocking the boat. And I hear that a lot because when I look at what the status quo is, I am one of those people who stands up and says, well, what we're doing may have worked in the past, but it doesn't work in the present. We're off the map. We need to try something new. And that threat to the status quo, no, 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 sit down, you're rocking the boat. But the reality is that those of us who survive Mount Vuka, we're not the ones sitting down when the boat starts to rock. We're the ones who are getting out, lacing up our hiking boots because we know that an eruption is coming and we do not want to be rafting in a river of lava. So join us here on WMD because it is going to be a wild ride. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. WMD, Weapons of Mass Disruption, is produced by me, Chris Perez, and all rights reserved to Dr. Tamara Schwartz. You may access this podcast free of charge on any of your preferred platforms or by visiting us at lomri.com or cyberconiq.com.